This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. On Tuesday, we discuss, dissect, and delve into crimes of the past. It's time for True Crime Tuesday with Toby Dow. Yeah, some may say it was a crime uh, that Jesser had committed before about uh, leaving his mate's shorts. But anyway, that defamation case continues. Uh, Toby Dow is on the line. G'day, Tobes. Happy Valentine's hey, Day. Hey, boys. How are we? Yes, going good, yeah, Tobes. happy Valentine's Day to, uh, <laughs> to you boys as well, your lovely partners and... To the Tinder Day, Gibbo's going to get tonight, so happy, happy Valentine's Day to all of them. Thank yeah, you very much. Vo- or- yeah, well, Vossi and Brandy had a, had a text this morning, Brian, mm. and it said, happy Valentine's A for those without the V and the D. What what does that mean? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. You don't go. Yeah. No, we don't, don't go there. To, uh, I've told you this before. You've got to vet your texts before you read them out. You're right, okay. That was a little bit rude. Yeah. Mm. Okay, sorry. V. Okay. Well, that, that's jumping not, to conclusions. Not getting any. Yeah. Okay. Right. No, I thought it was the other day. I thought it was the other thing. No, 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 no. I think I think I know what you're talking about. Uh, Toby Dow's well, on what the do you line. Think VD stands for. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Anyway, sorry, Tobes. How's your day been? How you are, Brian? What did you get up to? Are yeah, you are you a person that um, gets your wife anything for Valentine's Day? Because in here, it's a big fat zero from from everyone here. Yeah, no, I didn't. I did the uh, flower thing. Good, good job. That's- yeah, yeah, not being over the top, you know. Valentine's Day, we've been 30 years together. It's not like... You know, 30? New. Yeah. So self-raising, you're, you're talking about the self-raising. Flower. you got to, to cook something tonight. Yeah, 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 yeah that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Bit of paella. She's actually cooking dinner, Brian, while I'm doing this. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, now, let's not laugh, because this is not a laughing This is not a laughing matter. So uh, no, no. early early hours, Thursday, 14th of February, 2013. This is about Oscar Pistorius. So it's a 10-year... I'm still uh, trying to work out Alan's time, though. Mm, v and D. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, maybe I shouldn't. Tobes, know. sorry, mate. Get into it, son. No, you're right. No, he's going well. Uh, <laughs> Oscar Leonard, Carl Pistorius. Yes, Brian, he, um, probably one of the most famous athletes of the time back then, too. Uh, been a disabled athlete, but he also uh, ran in the, I think it was the London Olympics, the Summer Olympics in London. He was one of the biggest stars back then in not just track and field, but I'd say world sport at the time. But uh, when he was 11 years old, for those that, uh, sorry, 11, 11 months old, for those who don't know, his parents had his uh, feet amputated because he was born with his bones on the outside of his feet or half his feet missing and his fibula on the tibula on the outside. So they got his, underneath his knees, they got his, um, his legs amputated. And then he grew up to become one of the greatest Olympian, Paralympians of all time. It was called the Blade Runner for a reason, yeah, because he was so fast and they used those certain blades that they ran on and, uh, but then his life changed in February 2013, as you just mentioned, Brian. He, he shot and killed his girlfriend, Reva Steenkamp, at the time, uh, through the toilet door, thinking that she was... Well, his story was he thought she was an intruder. But it uh, obviously became world headlines quite quickly. But it wasn't until they went to trial that his story really started to unravel. Now, I watched a lot of the cross-examination. This was actually live in Australia at the time. I think it was ABC and... He got brutalised by Jerry Nell, the prosecutor on the stand. He was torn to bits. He um, he had him breaking down at every, nearly every question because he he lied so much, Oscar, that he had to then make up lies to cover 
the otherwise. And so we'll go through what he said. He said he, he was bringing in a fan from the balcony and he heard a noise in the bathroom. So his bedroom was like, his bed was up against the wall and straight across from his bed, there was a hallway that went down. And at the end of that hallway, there was a couple of rooms off, but there was a toilet off the end of that. Uh, so like an ensuite toilet off the, right at the end of that hallway. And that's where he said he heard the noise and he took his pistol down there and was outside the door and called out. He said to Reva to um, call the police, which is, I don't think that happened when we get into it in a sec. And then. Sorry, 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 Tobes. Sorry, I'm just trying to paint a picture yep. here. So he calls out to Reva because Reva was in bed? Or well, was... he's, that's, okay, so that's what I was going to get to. So that's what he says. That's his story. He said he called out to her. But this is where it all starts falling apart. So he ended up firing four shots through the door. With no imminent danger, like no one had come out of the door. So he said he was calling out to the burglar that was in there, get out of my house, get out. And then he just fired. And when he was pushed on that wall, why did you fire then if there was no imminent danger? He goes, no, I was just scared. And, you know, I didn't know what I was doing. But he saw, all his story actually started unraveling because neighbours heard a lady scream. And then they heard a man argue. And then a man, uh, then they heard four gunshots. And they tried to deny that they heard it scream. They said they couldn't tell the difference between him screaming and, and Reva screaming, and then mate, he um, he's all the snowballer lies started coming in. So when he said he brought the fan in off the balcony, that means she was still in the bed. But then the only way she could get to the bathroom was if she would have gone past him. And when he was presented with this, he goes, "Oh, I don't know when she went there. Like, I still saw her in the bed." But then before he'd said that, it also said it was pitch black and he couldn't see anything. Uh. So all his story, all his story, really started coming apart. Um, he, then there was a thing about the police video showed everything that he said. So there was two sort of statements given. He gave a bail statement and then he gave an explanation of what happened, but they sort of didn't match up a lot. So he said there was one fan in the bail statement, which was shown in the police video, but cause if there was only one fan there, it could, uh, she would have been able to get to the, it means he would have been stopped quicker if there was two fans. So he story did that and he realized that. So when he went to trial, he actually said there was two fans and the police must've moved one. So he blamed everything on the police. It was very much, they uh, they moved the fans, they moved the curtains, they moved the doona, because the doona was another big part. So it's, there wasn't a big crime scene. It was just one bedroom and the toilet. Now, the ballistics expert came in as well. And see, she got shot in the hip. And they say she got shot in the hip first. But after the hip, she was shot in the head and the chest. And that's when she fell. So when she was shot in the hip, she fell over and she hit, there was a magazine rack in the toilet. And she fell down. And the ballistics expert could tell that he then changed angle with the gun, knowing where the magazine rack was, and started firing towards the angle of the magazine rack, which then obviously hit her in the shoulder, in the chest, in the head. And she obviously died instantly. And then he got a, he went and got a bar, cricket bat, and tried to bang the door down and break into the door with using crap. And there was marks all over the door. Now, he said he had his, um, what are the, the prosthetics he had on? Uh, when he did that, which would have made him taller. So without his prosthetics, I think he was 5'2". I can't remember, or 5'6". And then with the prosthetics, he was obviously a bit bigger. So, but the height of the not the the notches on the door from the cricket bat were underneath the, the handle. So they were saying, no, you must have had your no prosthetics on. But he said he did. So there's a lot of inference into what actually happened. It's Obviously, it's his story against the world because he was the only one there. But this Jerry Nell, the prosecutor, he absolutely was brutal with him and just destroyed him on the stand. His story... When you watch it, his story made no sense whatsoever. Like he said, he spoke to her um, when he got out of bed. Uh, so he didn't speak to her. He just went to the door. Now, Jerry Neal said, there's just no way in the world, if you were that scared for your life, you go into your bedroom, you get the pistol, she's laying next to you. You don't say anything to her. 
Like, you would definitely tell her to get out of the room or go call the police. And he said he didn't. But then he said he called out to her in a, in a like a murmur, a soft voice saying that, you know, call the police, call the police. And then Jerry's like, well, what did you say? Did you say something to her? You didn't say something. His story really didn't add up. He, he definitely... He definitely did this, and I think, um, you know, they went into some WhatsApp chats about them, and I've I got a feeling she may have been going to leave him, or she saw saw someone, she was seeing someone else, because there was rumours about a, uh, a spring uh, yeah, block, I believe. A rug- yeah, a, a rugby player, but they yeah, weren't going player. out for that long, were they? Were they, was it? No, they... Three, three months. Oh. Okay, okay. Mm. And was she famous in so her... So only started in December or November. Right, and was she famous in her own right? I know she was a model and TV... Well, she was a model. I think she's new TV presenting too, but I think she was that. Well, she wasn't well known, like maybe in South Africa, like where they were, Pretoria. Maybe she was around there. I think she came from a well-off family, but um, he, well, obviously he made, you, well, you remember, you guys will remember back then. He was huge. Like he was a huge star, Oscar Pistorius. He mm. was massive. He got released, time, like, did he? The, yeah. So what, what happened then? He had to go to trial. to trial. Sorry. He went to trial and they had to prove it was premeditated murder, which you know, it, that's a hard thing to do. I think we've spoken on here before about it, that you sometimes see why well, they end up going for manslaughter or lesser charge. And that is because, you know, they, they just don't feel they can prove premeditation. So with this, they went all out. They went for him. And the judge was a judge only trial. There was no jury. And uh, the judge found him not guilty of premeditated murder, but culpable murder. So which is like a manslaughter. And she gave him five years. So he only spent one year in prison. And then he was allowed to do home release, like home yeah. detention. Which is like the family were filthy. Like you can imagine that. So then, obviously, the prosecution they appealed it. The same judge then said, "I'll give him another year." So he ended up getting six years. Like wow. And so then they went to the state supreme court, and he ended up getting found guilty of murder and getting uh, redone with uh, fifteen years. And he's actually due for parole this year, I believe, twenty twenty three. So it'll be interesting to see what happens to him when he gets out. Well, something that we can see as well on here, but. He he's definitely guilty as I know it's hard to for a lot of people to explain, but when you look at the facts of the case and what had his story, the cross examination is one of the most beautiful things you'll see. If you want to see someone get taken down in a court, he got slammed. He got absolutely slammed. <laughs> he and every time he was on the stand, he just constantly was like shaking and he got really nervous because he could tell these lies. You could just see it unraveling for him. And so every time he tried to think something, he just he like I, I need a break, I need to shake because he, he couldn't think quick enough and Jerry Neal just had him. It was so good to watch. He got destroyed, which was good for the family, I suppose, of Reva Steenkamp in the end that they ended up getting him. But yeah, so mate, after two appeals, he's finally sent us to fifteen years and he's due out this year, boys. So he's due out this year because of good behaviour, is that right? Because of parole. So yeah, yeah. So you can yeah, so he's good behaviour and so fifteen, it would have taken him to thirty. So he had to do more than half his time. So that take that took him to now. So he's two thousand uh twenty three, he's He's due for release. Doesn't mean he's going to get it. I'd, if you're a betting man, you say he would. But, but um, so he's ki- he, he's been found guilty of murder. Yeah, he got found guilty of murder. Yeah, and he still only got fifteen years. No, but it wasn't uh, as yeah. Tobe said. It, it was was it? Yeah. No, that was the first. Wasn't so, it culpable? No, the first one he ended up it was only culpable. Yeah, oh, right. He ended up actually getting found uh, guilty of uh, murder. Yeah. Wow. So it's, only 15, murder. it's only fifteen years. Yeah. So I just can't, I just can't get over that. That's because you can see, you mm. see people um, with drug convictions. It's like eighteen and twenty years. But they, they, you got to take in, they, they take into extenuating circumstances like that. So like, you know, they may, they may sort of half believe they didn't know it was her, but he still murdered her. Yeah. But there's a, so I don't know the levels over there in South Africa of the 
first degree murder and like every every like we talked the American murders we talked a lot about and then Australia there's all different variants on manslaughter and first degree murder second degree murder so in now reading on him he ended up getting done for murder but they may have done like a second degree murder not like a full you know 50 year murder type uh, sentence but because of the extenuating circumstances that unfolded with the case but I, I think it's obvious to say I think they've just had a massive argument he may have found out about was it Francois the the Springbok whatever's happened but I think, well, she actually sent him a card that day, a, a Valentine's card. So saying how much she loved him and he was the love of her life and all of this after three months. And then that happened. So it must have been one hell of a row that, that happened that night. And they found, Tobes, didn't they? I was reading earlier, they found um, performance-enhancing drugs or testosterone yes. or something in his fridge. Mm. Yes, they found they found testosterone. Uh, they found a herbal sex stimulant too, Brian, which mm. I'll get the name. Um, and then... Uh, they found stud one hundred. Well, yes. So no, <laughs> Spanish fly. So they, um, they ended up, uh, yeah. So he, then he started getting uh, investigated for the drug. So then there was the story about whether it was a you know a roid rage, whether or not he, um, you know, the steroids mm. made him rage, which is a possibility because he probably would have been on other medication as well, maybe for his you know what he had. But he, um, yeah, he he. They found a lot of testosterone. They tried to say it was a herbal testosterone. Which I've never heard of before. The defence, that's what they're. And I tried to find out about if they end up finding out uh, anything, but I couldn't find anything if it was actually testosterone or the herbal one. But I'm pretty sure if you've got the the herbal one, you probably don't need syringes. So mm. um, I'm pretty sure it was a steroid, you know, stimulant that he used, and hence the roid rage, hence Reva. So yeah, mate, it's Oscar Pistorius, but geez, he was a big name back then. Uh, yeah, well, I'll tell you what, it'd be interesting if he gets out on parole um, this it's year. Yeah, I mean, what, what does life look like for Oscar? Seriously, nah, like, what, he's, what, gone. he's gone anyway. Hey, we need to go, Tobes. We're uh, 20 past the hour, so we need to march on. But we appreciate your time on Valentine's Day. Thanks, boys. Enjoy. Thanks, Tobes. True, true Crime Tuesday, Toby Dow.